Hey guys, this is Tammy and Mike, and you are listening to We Leave You This, a collection of candid thoughts on everything from respecting personal space to these male rompers that aren't out yet. So what are y'all wearing? (laughs) Congratulations, you played yourself. If you like what you hear, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. One time. What up, though? You just can't let it go. (laughs) <laughs> i hope um, everyone is doing well what's up with you mike how are you doing um tired i'm, I'm waiting for the time that i get to ask you how, to, how you're doing okay we can how do it right now no it's too late do, 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 start over no it's too late <laughs> um no i'm i'm okay uh, I mean, I'm tired. I'm, you know, well, we're both tired. Yeah, we haven't recovered from the weekend. I haven't recovered from the last uh, seven weeks, <laughs> but you haven't recovered from the weekend still. But probably yeah. last seven weeks too, because you've been solo doloing it with fat face. I mean, that's easy compared to flying spirit. <laughs> no, I, no, I mean you didn't. You didn't get fly the last time. You dodged the bullet. I am never flying spirit again. I told you that last podcast. Like I'm cool. I'm done. Like after that last flight, I'm I'm good. I'm good. I'd rather just pay the extra money and go Southwest, and which is all the rest of my schedule flights at this point. They're all on Southwest. Sweet. So have my bags flying free and whatnot. Hopefully, so. you get a list. Like I barely missed by flight. I don't get a list because I really oh yeah don't want to keep on flying. Yeah, back I'm and sorry. Forth. Hopefully, if it continues to like, get a flight, it's been cool. But I mean, this week, even this week, I took a break just because mentally, it's like just going between like you know two places of residence. Basically, is what I'm doing right now. Like going between my parents and here, and missing fat face, and getting on the flight, and then you know kind of trying to avoid eye contact. Um, cause you never know if someone's crazy or not. So <laughs> it's been, it's been too much. It's I'm, I'm tired. I'm mentally and physically just exhausted, but sacrifices have to be made. And, you know, we're doing this for our child future children's future. So what can you do? You know, I will not complain because they pay me a lot of money. Yeah. So kids, when you listen to this, understand that there was sacrifice involved and we tied and we need you to pay bills when we go. Yes. <laughs> Please. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, we're tired. I mean, we came off of a, a, a pretty long weekend driving up to uh, Missouri to see my sister. Yeah. Um, graduate from college, so shout yeah. out, shout, shout out, out to, to Janelli. <laughs> Janelli. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> shout out to my sister Lisa, <laughs> who graduated from college in a degree of biology, and shout out to the guy who who completely mispronounced her middle name <laughs> in during graduation. <laughs> I think if the word mispronounce is reserved for when you have letters and you just don't pronounce those letters in the way the person intended to, but when you just add letters to someone's name, you just fucked up. That's not Bruh, a mispronunciation. On everything. Like my sister's middle name is spelled J A N E L L. Yes. And he called her Janelle. In, yes. It is pronounced Janelle in any interpretation. Of the spelling, and I'm out. I'm trying to get pictures. I got my little fancy camera, and they were like Janelli, and I'm like, 
What? <laughs> but you see, the thing is that, like, you can blame them, um, but you really can't blame them because I did not know. Um, I'm going to put her business out here because, you know, she's not us. She goes to, um, she went to SEMO, Southeastern Missouri State University. I didn't know that they had such an active science program mm-hmm. because there were a lot of people who are graduating with all three levels, I guess, undergrad, master's, and PhD in science. And the thing about it, if you're not in science, the thing that you don't know is that science in America is full of foreigners. (laughs) (laughs) And that's no shot to foreigners because I'm a foreigner and I'm a scientist, but it is laden with foreigners. And so they had all the foreign names to pronounce. Yo, like we were at the graduation and they were like, everybody with honors, they graduated honors stand up. (laughs) And none of them were American. <laughs> like, like I'm talking about light skinned friend look like Michael Jackson, like Asian. <laughs> the whole crew. Oh man. Oh, but it was so funny because look, the graduation was really good. It I was. think for me that was one of the first graduations that I like actively enjoyed. And I think because it wasn't like I wasn't graduating, you know? Right. And I think it's the first time I've been to graduation where I've been like old enough to really comprehend what was happening was like my own graduation yeah and for it to be a college graduation i think my sister when she um got her degree i went to her graduation but the guy who spoke who was you know the figurehead of the of her school at the time not gonna name any names he was senile so (laughs) i really wasn't he just uh Yeah. Just a yapping. But that was really good. Like this, um, the speeches were really good. They had a short speech, um, a short keynote address by one of the faculty members. So she was like familiar with right. the class. And then the guy who got the honorary doctorate, he gave a nice little sweet speech. And then the president of the school, he was also like engaging, told a couple of dad jokes. Yeah, he was yeah, he wasn't lame. Yeah, they weren't lame. Yeah, well, it wasn't lame. And it was one of those things that you know, you go to these graduations sometimes, or if you've ever been to one or more than one, you know, usually they get some type of famous speech, uh, speaker. It's long, yeah. it's drawn out, and yeah. you're like, bruh, like, <laughs> but no, it was people who are, you know, closely related to the students, and it, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty good. It was pretty entertaining, but it, it was. And I think one of the most interesting parts, which again, I've never seen a graduation that I could recollect, was the fact, like, the jumbotron. Oh yeah, yeah, they had the, yeah. The they had the jumbotron there, which I've seen before. Like I'm not that foreign. Like I'm, not, I have never seen the jumbotron. <laughs> um, I've seen a jumbotron before. It was also interesting because as the graduates went up, they put their name on the jumbotron, and I have never seen that. Yeah, I don't recall seeing that either. It was pretty awesome. Yeah, it was pretty awesome just, like, to see everyone. Like, you know, even if you don't have the greatest seat, you could see them crossing the stage and their name flashed up. So even for people who are taking pictures in the back, it was a nice optic. Did they, they didn't have that at my um my master's graduation? No. Oh, okay. I know they had a tron, but I, they may have not put up the names. I don't think they put up the names. Okay. And, and for that, we were actually on time. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so your mom and I had really great seats for that graduation. Yeah. So we were closer to the floor. We could actually like see you. So I wouldn't even pay attention to the Jumbotron because we could see you on the stage. Yeah. at this, but, We were Rosa Parks at this level. <laughs> we were <laughs> all the way in the back. 
all the way. That's what a jumbo was perfect. What's that for? Everybody move to the back of the bus. See, now we've been married too long. But uh, yeah, we were all the way in the back. So the Jumbotron was a clutch. Although it did make it interesting again for all of those foreigners graduating in the sciences. Yeah. They put their whole name. Whole name. (laughs) And not even like, I am not one of those people who are like, oh, you have a foreign name, blah, blah, blah. No. It wasn't funny because they put up their whole name and their name was foreign. It was funny because... Some of them had like four or five names. No, but it wasn't. Yes, it was funny because of that. But then it was also funny because the first guy that that came up to start saying graduates' names, we just wasn't sure if he knew how to pronunciate anything. And he was also foreign. Wait, did you just mix up pronouns and enunciate? I don't even know. Pronunciate. (laughs) See, I was just as confused as he was when he was trying to read from them cards. Because he was country, he had a little country accent. But how you country and foreign? I don't even <laughs> but, understand. But he wasn't foreign. He, he was, was just country. He was not that first foreign. guy was. No, he was just country. He was light skinned. He was just country. <laughs> and then he hit the science category because, like, college of like science, technology, and agriculture or something. He hit that category. Like at first, he was soaring, and then he hit that category. And he crashed and burned. <laughs> like he was just not, he was not getting it. And when the first guy that had five names came up, <laughs> that collective gasp. Collective gasp. Like he was struggling already. And when somebody popped up with like the a, five names, the five the names, and truck. all of the names had at least 13 letters. And they all popped up on the Jumbo Trot. And everybody like, <gasps> everybody in the audience, <laughs> we didn't know what to do. We felt so bad. We were like, but he was struggling. He was struggling with the girl whose name was like Leah Jones. <laughs> He's definitely not going I to know, get this. I know, it's Leah right? Jones. He was like, yes, Layla Ali. <laughs> but wait, that's, that's not what that says. <laughs> Yo, but what killed me is after, like, because they switched. I didn't have three of them. So when they switched to the black lady, <laughs> she was like, fuck it. I'm going to just say everything confidently, although I'm dead ass wrong. Right. <laughs> she was just like, going, going, going. I was like, ma'am, that's not what that says. You're just making up names at this point. <laughs> not because you're confident don't mean this is okay. Hey. She ain't got time for y'all and y'all nonsense. She ain't got time for y'all y'all names. Do you care what your mama thought she was doing? She gonna tell y'all what your mama should have done. <laughs> Accent? What is that? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> You're gonna take my pronunciation. I now knight you random. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but definitely big thank you to your cousin Chris because number one, he listens to the podcast. Hey, Chris. Hey, what up, Chris? Um, um, what up, little Chris? <laughs> Who bigger than me? <laughs> See, I can never say that because, first of all, your sister, your other sister called me out previously because I struggle with the word Lil. <laughs> no, that's because you ain't urban enough. <laughs> and so I'd be like, hey, little Chris. <laughs> she, yeah. was like, she was like, did you just call him little Chris? I was like, oh, no. <laughs> no, not. I said that other word. 
<laughs> but yeah, he definitely took care of Fat Face Fresh in the entire graduation. I I don't think that's what that was in his plan. Fat Face just hopped into his arms and then fell asleep. <laughs> hey, he could have kept her for the week if he wanted to. He could have man practice. Practice made perfect. It made perfect. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was cool. I really enjoyed the graduation. <laughs> graduations have been the thing but shout out to all the graduates um yeah. that, that everybody that's graduating high school i think my high school just had their graduations past weekend and college graduates man you know welcome 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 it's yeah, a great feeling yeah. it's great seeing it's great seeing you know you know black people you know just achieving things I, and it's good to see people achieving things in general you know but you know no go ahead sorry no but it's just good to 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 just say you know once you've been through it, mm-hmm. you know, it's good to see, it makes you feel good to see other people, you know, like you going through and doing, you know, the same thing. And you know, so, what was crazy to me is the other day, I think I was coming back from the graduation going to or before some, I don't know, all my days are mixed up. Like I got a text message, this little girl I used to mentor, she was like, hey, Tamika, my graduation is coming up. I was like, graduation from what? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, high school? I was like, the hell you graduating high school you're getting up there i was like aren't you 10 she was like um no i'm 18 i was like wait when did that happen as a woman now <laughs> no i'll still smack you down <laughs> <laughs> and so it's crazy because i remember when i like i met her it's like it's actually two of them i was in this um i wasn't in i was working for this program this mentoring program and it was for sixth to eighth graders. So those are my first two students I had when they were in the sixth grade. And, you know, I reconnected with them and they're both graduating, going to prom, going off to college. And it's just like, it's such an exciting time. You know what I'm saying? I only know how I feel having played a very like zero to insignificant part in what they're doing and what they're achieving. So I can only imagine how their parents feel, you know, having them get up and go to college and see them off to prom and everything else. And I thought that was also really cool that for your sister's graduation, which was the same for my graduation a couple years ago, it was your Mother's Day weekend. Yeah. And I thought that was- Which is a terrible idea. It's a terrible idea. It's a terrible idea because you're still in the thunder away from mothers. Um, But at the same time, I can see how for a mother who's like, you know, really, really proud. Right. It's like for them, like I wouldn't mind giving up, you know, a Mother's Day to see a fat face graduate because that's like a defining moment, you know? And so- um, I think it's a bad idea, but I think it's like, okay, your mom's been everything else. Now, men who propose to their girlfriends during graduation, that is the worst idea. Oh, that's <laughs> like, the thing? I, yeah, they do it all the time. I thought that your sister's boyfriend was actually going to do that. I, I would have killed he, that nigga. <laughs> exactly. If he would have, I would have been like, nah, bitch, you need to get up. No. <laughs> Fuck what you heard. This ain't the time. This is a terrible time. This is her time for her to celebrate her achievements. Let's try to steal her thunder trying to come out here so people are like, oh, look at the ring it out. Look, no. I'm going to say, I'm going to tell you exactly what I told my sister when she graduated. I worked hard for this. And you're not finna <laughs> steal my joy. 
Uh, she worked hard for it too, but no, she too, huh? Yeah, too, as too, well. A little, uh, not as uh, well, well, as well. There's no equivalence in the work that she put in at work. Also, she worked hard. She did. Hey, y'all, fringe niggas, not gonna steal that girl show. I'm not gonna steal it, <laughs> but I'm not gonna sit here and act like I was on. I was on the sideline. I mean, I ain't, I ain't do much, you know. But no, I remember, you know. You mean you talk about kids and so like that? I can only imagine how that would be because even as an older brother, I remember driving her up to the school mm-hmm. and, and you know dorm room and it's like all that and doing that. And now she's graduating. I was like, yo, didn't I just take you up there like three <laughs> weeks ago? And so, um, but yeah, and so it's all, it's all, it's all good, man. Shout out, shout out to the graduates, man. Speaking of graduates. I would like to take a special moment. See this? I just can't let this shit go. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that's so, our thing. As a as a preface, I am a huge fan, a huge supporter of the armed services. I think that there is there are few things as honorable as serving one's country. And I think, you know, it's one thing when you have situations in which, and we've had discussions about this, in which your country mandates, um, in Guyana, it's called national service, a service of citizens at some point in their life, they go and do some service for yeah, the country. Yeah, they have something yeah. like that in Nigeria, um, too. Yeah, they do. Um, and so I think it's one thing when a country mandates it. I think it's something else when people actually volunteer to go into armed forces, armed services. So I have the utmost respect for the people who do that. So for the people who train to do it and they have that pride, I think yeah. that's really, really dope. And I think it has to be respected it because does. it's a sacrifice. It does. And that is why I don't understand that for the graduation, for I think it was the Coast Guard. Oh, yeah, I think it was the Coast Guard. Why did they have this son of a bitch up there? <laughs> why would you? These people just survived. Survived. God knows how long. All of the training that goes, especially with the Coast Guard, because now you're talking nautical. So now you they survived all of the training that goes into becoming a full-fledged member of the Coast Guard, actually going through the academy and going through everything like that. So it's one thing I I don't disrespect the the office of the president. And so to have a president, a recognized leader of the free world come and speak to you, I think that's a very big deal. Yes. However, maybe I don't know when the invitation was sent. <laughs> and that may I think, be impacted. I think it was just sent out there as President, come talk. But see, that's the thing. Like, our current leader is so infatuated with self. To have him go and talk at that graduation, it's like everything. Look, I am a firm believer that if it walks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, it's a motherfucking duck. So when somebody shows you who they are, believe them. Everything tells you that he is so involved in self as of... I don't know, 
the whole 2016. Right. Why would you then invite this person to talk to your class? He made that about himself. He was like, don't quit. Look at me. I don't quit when the media comes and blah, blah. Boy, sit the hell down. These people want to hear an encouraging word. You are literally their leader. Exactly. You are <laughs> literally their leader. Like, don't make this about you. Yo, this is their day. But, you know, I mean, that's just been the thing. Just think about what happened at Bethune-Cookman. And dude, <laughs> If you guys don't get it together, we're going to mail you degrees, even though we mail them anyway. But that's okay. Son. 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 First of all, and last of all, what the hell were you Negroes doing there? What were y'all doing? Who thought this was a good idea? And if you're going to do something, it's like even when you had like performances at like people performing at the inauguration, this and that, and they're like- Tuskegee, they're making, we're talking about you. And they were talking about specifically about Tuskegee because look, we all knew what Tuskegee- we, Wait, what's it? No, it was Tuskegee. Tuskegee. It was, um, um, it was, um, shoot. I Talladega. Yes, it was Talladega. It was Talladega. My bad, Tuskegee. So, I'm not even talking about Talladega because when we all saw Talladega was performing, we all knew what was up. And I'm, you know what? Talladega had their hustle. They like, look. Hey, get that guap. Look, we need this money. We need that MAGA money. And I'm not saying that that is correct, but I'm saying that they, to me, it was clear what was up in Talladega. They had their little GoFundMe knowing yeah. damn well they was about to get that, exactly. that, that money. Okay, but we had people who actually performed, like Chrisette Michelle, who then went on and did an interview at Breakfast Club, and she was like, it's not about the money. It's about this. It's about this. It's about this. No. Stop trying to shoot me your excuses. Mm -hmm. And that's how I felt about the president, Bethuka. Oh, sending out this letter about reconciliation and this, that, and the third. <sighs> Sir. Sir. If a rich white woman was interested in reconciliation, she don't need your black ass to do it. <laughs> right. If she was interested in reconciliation, she'd be interested in the reparations. And that's all I'm saying. See, I, and I've been, uh, uh, and I know this is old news by the time this podcast come, come out, but I need to, I need to get this out here. Bethune Cookman is a disgrace to HBCUs. They, they just, they just really are there. They just became a university not too long ago. You can't say Bethune Cookman as a whole school. Uh, uh, not the whole school, not to the graduates, but I mean the administration, the administration, and whoever was on board. Like, how do you literally invite someone who spit in your face, who spit in your face, to tell your your graduates your 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 the people who are to carry on the spirit of your university that about the world like it's already it's already tainted like school choice really because you BCU existed because you know black people wanted to have their own thing <laughs> they no. wanted this is, HBCU is an example of school choice didn't you know that Man, look. And I just read an article earlier saying the budget proposal for our school funding came out. They're not about that public school life as we all knew previously. If someone shows you who they are, believe them. Yes. Okay, we all knew she was about a private privatization of these this country's educational system, which look how great that worked with the prison system. So why not? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. That was that was crazy to me. So to those 
those. Um, getting back on topic to those at the Coast Guard graduation. We feel for you because you can't I, say anything. I mean, yeah. It's not even that they can't say anything. They can't. I just, it, it, I personally just feel like if they deserved better, not to say, oh, they deserved a better person right. to give the speech. They deserved a better moment of a keynote. A better message. to them. Yeah. This is what this is a message I want to give. Even if the message itself of "don't give up" was still delivered, like it, 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 I, they, 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 it should have been delivered in a more presidential tone. It should be meant to stay graduate centric, right? You rather than take it away. Yeah, achievement. That's not fair. You could have even did it achievement centric, where you could have said, you could have even referenced yourself and said that I was attacked all the way up until election. But here I am. And left it at that. But no, 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 Of nah. course, you got to talk about what's in the moment and nah. how everybody's after you. And, and, you know, when you get your celebratory saber, you know, your boy tells you, <laughs> so maybe you need you on the press. And, and you're going to go ahead and laugh. Like that's, That was just uncool. They deserve better. Our men and women in uniform deserve better than that. So, but it's, I don't know. They deserve better, but at the same time, I wasn't necessarily surprised because, again, this podcast is for our kids, Mm -hmm. and hopefully by the time they're hearing this, they're old enough to hear and comprehend this wave that we're on, um, this political wave that we're on, it will turn Mm -hmm. um, because these last few years they've been a doozy and it's not to say that anything new is happening because let's be honest people may be surprised or taken aback by some of the you know uh notions (laughs) that have occurred as far as race religion gender and all these things but the people that belong to these these marginalized groups. I was gonna say subgroups in, in <laughs> honor of a homeboy who said, "What if the, these subgroups contributed to the human race?" <laughs> um, homeboy from Iowa. But the people who actually belong to these marginalized populations, they've experienced this right. all of their life. It's exactly. nothing. It's nothing new. But I think the the stamp of approval that's been put on it, and the fact that a lot of it has been cast into into the light. I think that is both useful as it is disturbing. Mm. Um, I would say that because a lot of times it's helpful to know who your enemy is. Yeah. And it's very convenient. And now a lot of them have bumper stickers to identify them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Even as you drive past them and track. <laughs> Bruh. Um, but especially, it, especially out here in Georgia, well, let's not lie, out here in Georgia, I assume every everybody's the enemy. But see that, <laughs> but see that's a big, that's a big thing because we live in, like we said before, we live in Georgia, north side of Atlanta, so we do live in the sixth congressional district. Yep. Um, and it's if you don't know anything about this district, um, we're currently in the middle of elections. Um, for it's a special election yes. because um, Tom Price, who's now the head of Health and Human Services, one of the agencies of the government, he had to give up 
his congressional seat. So now there's a special election being held to fill his, to fill that place that Tom Price left open. Yeah. And so the original elections were earlier this year. It was in April. Yes, it was in April. Um, and so for that election, someone had to win by more than 51% of the vote. Um, and if they had more than 51, there was like, there was literally like 50 trillion people 50, running. 50, 50 trillion people. 50 trillion people running. Um, and so one of them had to get more than 51% of the vote. And if they didn't, then the top two would have what's called a runoff. And so there were, um, the top democratic candidate, he got... 50%, over 50%, but not 51%. Right, but not 51 And so now he's running against um, the the Republican who got the most, the second most votes. And so it's an interesting time because they're two very different candidates. Mm-hmm. And... It's 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 interesting because, of course, like most other places in the country, um, this district has been gerrymandered to all high hell. Right. <laughs> but what's been happening because this district, especially in the north side, is full of a lot of tech businesses. There's a lot of there's an influx of young families, and there's an influx of scientists, and you know, on uh, not populations that are not you know, traditional to this area coming in. Yeah. And so just to provide just a little history, um, as far as this district, this was a district that was previously represented by Newt Gingrich. Yes. And so, you know, he's old school, you know, white Republican. Yes. And all that. And now, you know, because of this, you know, tech boom in this area, you know, like you said, you get these people of multicultural um, backgrounds and now it's, you know, it's leaning democratic, which in my personal opinion, it may not have necessarily been leaning democratic if it wasn't for the, the, you know, our current president, um, because of, you know, the whole make America great again and, you know, wanting to ban, you know, Muslims or people from certain countries and things of that nature, because of where we are, it affects the community around us, and which may, in my opinion, from what I've seen, have actually pushed them to, to flip a, the six. To, to flip the six. To uh, flip it from like being the six. To be from being Republican to be more Democrat. Right. To be more Democrat. And it's interesting to me because I'm not. I'm neither Republican or Democrat, and I'm not saying that to be one of these like new niggas. Like I'm woke. I'm not like in this system that. Da-da. No. I usually vote either Republican or Democrat, but I don't necessarily think that my values, whether it be personal values, economic, whatever, I didn't necessarily align perfectly with either one. And so when it comes election time, for as long as I can vote, I usually take time, look at the candidate, look at their platform, look at what others are saying about their platform, including the opposition, and then try to make a decision based on, you know, where I am at that certain point in my life, except for Barack Obama the first time around, because F what y'all think, I was voting for the black man. I'm just playing, but I still did look at his platform. No, man, I was so upset for the Barack Obama election. Like, they came out to, so the people... 
you know, they came out to our school to register us to vote and everything. You know, I did my registration. I'm like, man, Barack Obama's running. He from Illinois. I'm from Illinois. You know what I mean? Hey, we out, we out here. We about to, we are, we about to be great. I had seen, you know, I had knew about Barack Obama before because, of course, he is from my state. So I was excited being in Arkansas. And I'm like, man, you know, already kind of know what he stands for. You know, of course, I did my due diligence leading up to election. Yo, um, I get. The election comes up, um, and I go down to the courthouse in Arkansas uh, and to go and vote. And they lost my voter information. Dang. And so I missed the chance to vote for the first black president. Dang. I cried. I sat, I sat outside the courthouse and I cried. Damn it. Because I felt uh, because I knew how big of a moment this was, gotcha. and how and and I wanted to be a part of it, mm-hmm. and I wanted to, to to be able to you know say that I helped contribute to this, whether he went or lost, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It, because it was my first time being able to vote, legally yeah. being able yep. to vote, and so and I I couldn't do it. And it that's hurt me crazy. And so and, and so even after he won, it was like, yeah, he won. It was like, uh, what am I going to you know what? You know, yes, it's a great legacy. But what can I what if my kids come back and tell me about, you know, uh, what was it like voting for the first black president? I couldn't do it. But see, the thing is that at least you tried. <laughs> I mean, and I was in the South. <laughs> Look, let's be let's be quite honest. I wasn't going to say that um, because we've been, you know, alienating many parts of the country. But at least you tried. At least you did try. And I'm definitely not one of these people. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I was going to say I'm not one of these people. Like, you should definitely always cast your vote for one person or the other. I think it's your civic duty to vote. But I don't necessarily think that you have to vote for one of the two major candidates to make you like, make sure you have like, to say that you're being impactful or whatever. But I remember voting um, for Barack Obama um, or voting in that year because he was the only person that you voted for. Um, But yeah, I did it at the local high school. And my sister, I have two sisters. One of them, you know, she, she's a free spirit. Um, she didn't want to stand in line because the lines were long. The where I, I grew up in, I grew up in Prince George County, Maryland, mm-hmm. um, which at the point, I think now demographics are changing. At the point, PG County was like shh, hella black. Like mm-hmm. I don't even, I even want to call no ridiculous numbers. It had to be at least sixty-five, seventy percent black. Right. And so you know, the first. Um, you know, major party candidate, which we felt really had a chance. Oh, Jesse those- <laughs> Don't do that to Al Jesse. Sharpen. Don't do that to Jesse and Al. I was going to drop no names. Bro, them lines were long. Mm-hmm. I was in line for hours. And then, of course, as I neared the front of the line, my sister came in. She was like, oh, can I get in front of you? And I was like... But I was kind of like, I was saving a space for her because I knew she was coming. And when she tried to get in front of me, like, the lady behind me, she got kind of upset and then I was like, ma'am, I was saving space for her. She was like, well, she wasn't here, but it's okay because we all need to get Barack in the office so she could go ahead. Thank you. <laughs> That's exactly what she said. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. My sister says to everything. Exactly. Like, I didn't even Thank know. Thank you. <laughs> yo, yo, she didn't even tell me. What, this is a new story to me, but I already knew what sister it was. <laughs> 
because you know of course you do what your sister was but yeah but yeah that was that was it was it was a dope i remember when like actually being finding out that he won that moment when they called it i was like in back in my college dorm with my friends i was like oh that's so crazy and then somebody texted me and i was like hey yeah we got black president yeah, you 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 can't come over and chill with me tonight. <laughs> wait, of our new president. Wait, wait, you told that to somebody? Yeah. I was like, you had a white, you had a white boo. No, I never had a white boo. I've never had a white boo. Oh, we okay. You, you, no, I've never no, had you, you made it sound like you had a white boo. Like, no, no, nah, nah, you can't swing through tonight. <laughs> no, because you know, <laughs> our president is black. Because <laughs> you know I'm woke tonight. <laughs> I have never had a white boo. Oh man, that's no, pretty funny. Uh, when when oh when they were counting elections, yo. So I was at um. So I spent a lot of time at one of the local barber shops or mm-hmm. whatever, and everything. And so I was there because you know you know that's like a local hub for black people yeah. and like minded black people. So we were there, and of course you know we were drinking, <laughs> and we were getting lit. And so, and we were just out, just just having fun, and just because we knew, I guess you know, it's one of those things that it, I guess it was one of those moments that you just you just knew that it was gonna happen, mm-hmm. even though you you refused to believe it. Yeah, because you, you wanted yourself to be disappointed, right? It was kind of like you knew, like you knew that this was the time, and so we were just out, like, drinking, celebrating, watching, watching mm-hmm. the uh, watching the results come in. It was and it was something where. It was an interesting experience, um, given the fact that you know you had people from all walks of life mm-hmm. in that in that place at the same time, you know, just like I believe, mm-hmm. and so it, it was it was a it was a cool. Si se puede. That's Spanish for yes, we can. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> all I know is what. <laughs> um, okay. Um, so. And so yeah, it was it was just a great experience, and I think that was one of the things that uh, it made me feel better about gotcha. not being able to vote. That I was still able to like take it in and just say yeah, and be part of the experience. But that's one of my even though it wasn't something I had control over, it was one of my biggest regrets. Like I really wish I was able to, you know, vote in that, in that election. I did vote in his re-election. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, just being able to vote, I just it, may, it, it makes me sick just even talking about it to this day. I'm sorry. But what's, I I think it was interesting to me it's that we both experienced it. Mm-hmm. And I think we both realized the that the moment, the meaning of that moment, and the meaning of the eight years that he served. Right. But I think if I can't say if we saw coming what we're currently dealing with, um, but if we just knew how crazy it would get, mm. we probably would have enjoyed those eight years a little bit more. Like, yeah. take more time to stop smelling roses and, you know, just try to do certain things. Throw that GZM rotation a few more times. <laughs> a few more times. Um, but I think it's interesting because even, like, even in being in the 6th District, like, I feel like if this is one of the places where because you have the traditional population where even where we currently live, like to go in a half mile radius, the price of homes range from like 
$200,000 to $4 million. Four, no, bro. You, <laughs> now, you, I've you, seen you, a couple of fours, bro. No, no, I'm not even that. You told me you saw like a seven. I, I don't think... Oh, no, I know. It was a 4.7. No, it was yeah, a 4.7. Yeah. It was a 4.7. Yeah, like, I, ch- I checked my Realtor.com app. Like, and so to have the population that's within this range, you know, from people who are very traditional, very rich, a lot of them are, most of them um, are Caucasian, they're older, and then to have this new wave of young families, I think it's very interesting. The dynamics are very interesting. Just even looking at the commercial for the candidates that we have now, it's like they're clearly like trying to appeal to one part of the population and not the other. Yeah. And that is the most interesting part to me because even the first commercial I saw for even the original Oh, I mean, we're in. We're already said with district. District. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Are but we gonna even, say names or no? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Okay. But even the first commercial I saw that was like anti John Ossoff, who is the Democratic candidate. Democratic candidate. It was just like <laughs> it was offensive. It was. It, it was offensive to anyone with friends. <laughs> like it was anyone, even, <laughs> anyone with friends that went to college. <laughs> was all like he said that he was a national security advisor but look at him here playing star wars dress up with his friends i was like so as a national security advisor you couldn't have friends and do things on your free time if if you're going to be a part of the government you're not allowed to have friends (laughs) (laughs) or free time no you're always on the job or hobbies you, have, you like, have you have fifty interests. <laughs> it was there so, are every star on that American flag. It was so offensive. If, they may have all been like, "Look at this young snapper <laughs> with his friends. How dare he think he could participate in government?" And at that point, I was just like, "Because we weren't even able to vote in the yeah, first part of yeah, the election we because we we just moved." And so for me, I was just like. Yo, this is one of the most offensive things I've seen as a person who has friends and as a younger person. Right. And I think to me, what I see is that it's mostly a generational divide. It is crazy. Because the the guy who's running and, you know, it's not like we're out here endorsing a particular person or whatever. We're just saying what we observe. But this guy is, you know our age yeah and to play on you know he's just a young person or and because of that he can't do be an effective be an effective leader is 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 weird because because even in where we stand in our careers you know we're doing great things at a young age you know we're 29 and we're doing these things so you can clearly be that age and thrive and do great things and be knowledgeable about the world so for you to so to see an ad that says because you're you're young you're you can't of, be effective you can't be effective like that was a message and what's so crazy is that that's what i got from the first ad but the follow-up ads were also very very they're very very segregating because Ag- ages. <laughs> they, yeah like the first one like the second one was basically literally like Five old Caucasian people. Like, none of them could have been younger than the age of, like, 57. They were all Caucasian, just saying, literally, 
John Ossoff isn't for us. Right. And none of and none of the ads. Maybe it's just the channels and, and, that are whatever I'm watching. None and and to be fair, and to be fair, the um the the Republican um opponent her name is um Karen, Karen Handel. Handel. Yeah, and I'm about to say I'm oh, about yeah. to say none that of the was, ads. I just realized that we had like, said maybe, her name. Maybe it's the channels I'm watching because none of the ads seem to be pro Karen Handel. Yeah, they all seem to be anti John Ossoff, and I don't know if it's because the because they I read somewhere out the day that this is the most expensive congressional race yeah. ever in history. Yeah. And so a lot of money is coming in on both sides. So I don't know if they're just like PACs or super PACs who are on the Republican side who are paying for these commercials and they're not coming from the Karen Handel base, mm. um, which is quite possible. But none of them are like pro Karen Handel. Right. They're all anti John Hassoff. And maybe it's just the channels that we watch. But the second one, like, they're literally all of them can't be younger than 60 years old. They're all Caucasian. They're all like, like that young man don't know what he like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? It's like kind of wagging the finger. Yeah. And then the third commercial is just like California loves John Ossoff and all the people they have there that are like Pro John Ossoff is really a um like a parody commercial. All of the people that are like, we love John Ossoff. California loves John Ossoff. They're all supposed to be people from San Francisco. They're all younger. Yeah. There's like people who are clearly Indian and black. They're all, they're they're mostly people of color. They're mostly people of color. There's a lot of young women that like appear to be stylish and young, but it's a parody. They're like, we love John Ossoff. So you think that. Having a parody, you think that having a a parody commercial in which the people are young and of color will automatically disengage the older white people that you're shooting to be pro Karen Hand? Like it's no, so confusing. I, 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 I think to it's me. a little more than that. I, I I think the main thing is what being I've lived in the South um, since about 2005, mm-hmm. and I think the, the one of the things that that the people in the South hate to be, they hate outside influences. And so one of the things that I got from that that particular ad was that, you know, you're trying to bring this person with this, this California this attitude. California attitude. This but you know I, how kind of people think of like the North or whatever. Uh, uh, but and, see, and, I and under- transplant no, I, I'm not saying I disagree with what you said. No, no, I'm saying I understand that and I appreciate it, but if they just had a bunch of people representing California that were all Caucasian, mm. they didn't even have to be old, that were all Caucasian, or maybe they were Caucasian and old, I would have been okay with that. Yeah. But the fact that it was like literally maybe one Caucasian person. Yeah. It was, and like, then it's it was like, like, yeah, one Caucasian playing, lady. You're yeah. playing up to the... Racism and ageism, like you know what I'm saying, that exists, and it's like you're taking advantage of something that is so separatist that it's just like, again, is this really what Karen Handel supports, or is it just what the Republicans or whichever force, whichever pack is behind her, or is anti John Ossoff want people to really believe? Because I find it to be quite offensive because it's like you're further and further disengaging. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a young African American woman, and of course, I'm going to look at both. Wait, and- I thought you were South American. I'm joking. Are my ancestors not from Africa? I'm joking. In South America, not in the Americas? I'm just joking. 
<laughs> but as a young African American woman, of course I'm of course I'm gonna look at both sides, but to even see these commercials where your commercials are clearly making fun of people not because I'm from California, but making light of the opinions of people who are like me, how is that ever going to be seen? It's like you don't even care about any part of the population other than older Caucasian people. Like, yeah. this is what these set of commercials it, it, yeah, is telling cl- it's, me. It's clearly, it's clearly set up to try to motivate the old guard. Yeah. And, and it's crazy because, you know, prior to 2016, I was excited. A closet Republican? I was never a closet Republican. I'm an independent. But I was excited about some of the moves that were being made within the Republican Party because, of course, there's this notion that young people, uh, young African-Americans specifically, just young people, vote Democrat. And I'm just like, that's just not... like You always should look at both sides to see who has your interest in heart. Because whatever may be interest to you may not be interest to your friend who happens to be the same age age, same race. Right. You know? And so there were some murmurings of some movement, some things that were exciting, not to say to change the old guard, because the old guard would want to be changed like that, but more of a movement towards understanding, understanding that there's a youthful generation, the generation that brought Barack Obama into office. You have to appeal. And so there were some notions that, you know, we're going to not just be stuck, not necessarily stuck in our old ways because core values are of the utmost importance, especially in politics. It yes. should be, and let's not talk about people in values and values in politics. But there was some brewings of some of a nice, not necessarily a grassroots movement, but a movement in the Republican Party to be a little different, to not right, be the Republican be. Party of old. And then all of a sudden, it's like, no, <laughs> we're going to even go further. <laughs> but but even, but even when you think about that, okay, you could say that it, so there's two things. The first one didn't exist until about 2006, seven or whatever. And the second one didn't necessarily exist until this latest election, leading up to the latest election. And so it was mostly at the beginning, you know, in 2006, 2007, it was like, oh, we could lose. And then later on, it was like, oh, you know, we need to bring them in and expand our, I think they said yeah. widen the tent or something yeah. like that or whatever. You know, what they didn't expect is that, you know, people who didn't want to switch would be more motivated to to do that. So um, I think that the earlier experience of trying to widen the tent actually led itself to a narrowing of the yeah. tent and motivating those who want to keep a, a narrow tent yeah. to, to, to get out and, and just do things. And I mean, to their credit, I mean, they 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 won. Day one. And it's funny because just to see from a scientific perspective, from perspective of a woman, from perspective of African-American, like some of the policies that are being in place, like these, I, I don't understand a lot of them. And I, I don't get it. And I don't get it. And it is not even from coming from a complaining perspective. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because let's be honest, these new policies are great for you and I. <laughs> yeah. Like individually, 
Like, we are fitting to, I mean, let's be honest, Congress isn't going to let them pass. But some of the policies will actually benefit us benefit financially. Us greatly. Like- yeah, they'll benefit us greatly financially. But at the same time, you and I aren't the two only people in this world. Exactly. Like, we have family, we have friends, and above all, we have conscious <laughs> man tell me about it we have a conscience that won't let us sit by and see people die from not having oh i'm sorry no one dies from not having <laughs> you, know, yeah, yeah, you don't die from not having access to health care like <laughs> this is the dumbest shit i've ever heard what is wrong with you what does that even mean yo how 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 sway how <laughs> yo <laughs> How just, my no, no, I'm sorry. I'm trying not to get off topic, but we've been talking about this political atmosphere for so long. We were talking about how we wanted to introduce it on the podcast and things of nature. But now that's here, it's it it make it it, it makes me want to release so many pent up feelings. As far as like, how do you how do you find your space? How do you find a place in life? where you have to perpetually lie to people. And so and so if you're so if you lead yourself and and and, and let me clear something up. I'm also I'm also an independent. I do slightly lean left. Um but I do have some conservative um values. And but my thing is is that Regardless of the white lie I told in Starbucks the other day. You could have just paid for that milk. <laughs> regardless of the white lie I told in Starbucks the other day, you know, I I I I, I want these people to be I don't I, I don't get what's the problem with being honest and to be in a situation where you have to literally convince yourself or appear to convince yourself to lie to people. Let me tell you something. I'll tell you the same thing I told my mother the other day. Once I know that your ancestors convinced themselves that it was okay to have slaves <laughs> like, and to going? own human beings, I don't push it past you to this day because you have to understand the people who thought it was okay to look at other human beings and not even see they them get, as, hu- as humans, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, not even it. see them as humans. <laughs> they, once slavery ended, they didn't just up and move back to Europe. They stayed here. They had kids. And they raised Confederate flags. <laughs> look, look, the people who got at little Ruby Bridges, shout out to her. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Some of them are still alive. They had kids. And so it's like but when Bessie you think- But Bessie DeVos is the new Ruby Bridges, right? Don't make me fight you. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is like, it's like once I know that that could be explained in a context of, even in the context of Christianity- <laughs> You could take my God, my Christ, and say he has ordained this and he told me this is the right thing to do. Once you could apply that to what you did there, nothing else surprises me. Mm. Nothing. And so when I see these ridiculous 
ridiculous, ridiculous examples, and not even coming from a Republican Democratic perspective, none of that. These ridiculous examples on TV, I hear them on the radio, just even doing the dumbest stuff like Rudy Giuliani telling African Americans how to raise their kids Yo, when his kids hadn't spoken Rudy to him. Rudy Giuliani in years. is a bitch. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> Rudy Giuliani. I hate him uh, from the depths. Who's the like, other one? No, we talk about we talk, we're talking about God. God forgive me. I'm trying to get to a point where I don't really hate people, but fuck Rudy Giuliani. Like he is a evil son of a bitch. Like uh, just he like he looks like the fucking penguin from the Batman. Like 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 a larger Danny DeVito in the fucking penguin costume. Fuck Rudy Giuliani. I'm sorry. I'm done. I know, I I hate that man with a passion. Like you like like it amazes me how people who know shit about nothing know everything about everything and like it, it drives me it drives me insane but here's again mike i told you you have to look at people's history rudy giuliani don't even pay attention to the bottom half of his mouth the Bruh. bottom row of oh, teeth <laughs> he is damn sure not going to pay attention to your black ass my dude, I, would say st- I, I would say it was a stairway to heaven but he's the devil so it's going downwards Fuck Rudy Giuliani. I really. <laughs> How can you like? But the thing is, like, even at this point, it's like it's like I don't even watch. I don't even watch any type of news coverage. If I wanted to keep right. abreast of politics, I listen to the NPR Politics podcast. Shout out to them; it's really, really good. I really enjoy it. I think it's very entertaining. Um, but to get any, you type, stay, you stay plugged NPR because it's really good. Like it's excellent. I love NPR. But um, so what was I about to say? So that's how I kind of get my news mm-hmm. i either do npr like bbc something like that um to see get any type of world news political news but i i just had to kind of pull myself away because i was getting frustrated at just the untruths and the, and the divisiveness yes i always like for me i have my respect for Older populations, the elderly, for me, is, again, up there with my respect for the military because I feel like if for the most part... Why are you looking at me like that? Uh, I I'll, I'll save my comment. I, I mean, I am an adamant belief in the saying, like... like I'm not even going to say the saying, but I'm an adamant believer in the fact that there's a lot of wisdom in people who are older than we are. I mean, we have our own level of wisdom. I think yes. if there's a lot there because there's a history. And so I love engaging older people. But to see even within our congressional district, like this this push of divisiveness by age or by gender or by race, I'm just like, that's really insane. That's not something that you should be trying to capitalize on. But that's exactly what you're doing. And it's so sad because you know that an atmosphere has been created in which you can capitalize and on so, that. But I think it'll be interesting to see what happens here in the 6th Congressional District. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens 
going forward in this country. I think we've been set on a very, very peculiar course. Um, I don't know what's happening as far as FBI and Russian investigations and everything yeah. else. I think that's all interesting. I just hope at some point, I'm not going to say we can go back. I'm not going to say let's make America great again and go <laughs> back to how we were. But I, and I think that the, a lot has risen to the surface. To, to, I wouldn't say make America great again, but you know, go back to the point where we people in- felt excited to be an American. Like when, like but when people a, still feel excited to be Americans. Let's not, no, but no, 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 of country is still there. I don't mean it in that way. I I, I know that's what I'm trying to tell you okay. to clarify. Like that pride of country is still there. No one's saying I'm not excited to be an American. Like of course you're excited to be an American and be in the land of opportunities X Y Z. Yeah. But I don't think there is going. I I don't think it's possible to go back. I think between all of the feelings and all of the notions and everything else, um, ideologies that have risen to the surface, I think that there's a lot there. And I think it would be a disservice just to go back to where everyone was just more interested in being politically correct than to acknowledge that there are very, there's more than one America. You know what I'm saying? There's many different Americas. Yeah, there is the... There's the America we all know and love, and then there's the America that subscribes to real fake news. <laughs> Stop it. But, there's, but it's, there's so many pieces to it. And I think, especially in the age of social media, where everyone's opinions, thoughts, real, fake news, otherwise, whatever, I about to say, it's not can about be opinion. shared so easily. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I, 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 yeah, I know you... I have people who I know who will, you know, who have posted pictures of that fake-ass pastor from Anderson, South Carolina, who don't got a real church, who just make a recording of video from down the street from where he used to live. Bruh. I have him saying, like... The- Bruh, he like a nigga named Juju. <laughs> he does. <laughs> him. The one that's just like, that, you know, post a picture of him with, like, something to say. It's, um, it's not about being African-American or Native American. We're all Americans. And I'm just like, that's kind of... Ignore the history of oppression, but... <laughs> Bruh, no, and let's let's be clear. He was in Easley, South Carolina, because I was in South Carolina for some time. You were in Easley, and... You ain't had no real church. You ain't have a real church, and you have not of God. <laughs> you are not of the Lord. You're not the Lord. I am You're not. not uh, I am and, not. To not, and to not alienate any more of our listeners, you are not of the God of Abraham. <laughs> so we uh, so we can cover uh, we can cover about four or five four or five religions. You're not of the God of Abraham, and, and so uh, <laughs> Abraham. So you, Abraham does not know you, yeah, right? It, oh, but it's but, but it's, you don't know my <laughs> But it's it's. I think, like I said, I don't think it's. I don't think we're going to go back. I think we're. I don't know where we're going to end up. They gotta um, die, and I, I, and I mean by like natural causes. 
<laughs> as, as I but make sure y'all even, don't attribute no because it's definitely again it's not even about any population going because at the same time like I said before just like we're planning to leave our put an imprint of our ideologies and our beliefs on our children they have children too and they're gonna put an imprint of their ideology and their beliefs political um, religious whatever personal whatever social economical whatever they're gonna put a stamp on their kids too and i think that the generation that comes after even as our generation continues because we're not even 30 yet i think it's going to be interesting to see how this all not necessarily resolves itself but how is it placed in a position where we can all live and coexist you know with people who the Political machines, whether on the left or right, are telling us are against us, are against us being able to live and exist. How are we going to resolve this and then be able to coexist with each other? And then maybe, maybe there's no resolution. Maybe the politics will just show us that we're all so different and we should all just shoot off into our little bubbles and just live in our bubbles in a separate way, separatist way from people who think or believe differently from us. I don't think that's possible, but who knows? So I have to expose myself right now. I like anime. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm only saying this because of what you just said. Uh, I was watching, I was watching the anime called One Piece, mm-hmm. and you know, uh, One Piece came out in the, in the early 2000s. The early start, actually, I think it first premiered in maybe like 99, but I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there gets to a point where where the main character. And the people around him are in a place where there's a where they are in a community or a place where surrounded by people who are marginalized, mm-hmm. and the marginalized people have been trying to um, integrate with the 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 world mm-hmm. uh, around them or the world as it, as it exists, and be and because of their and because of their and even if you think about black people and black people, you know, a lot of times when it comes to things as far as strength, as far as athletics or whatever, mm-hmm. they're seen rightly or wrongly as superior. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the same way as this anime, um, they are seen they are, they are seen as stronger, faster and all these things. And because of that, they're feared. Who's feared? The uh, marginalized people? The marginalized people are gotcha. feared. Mm-hmm. And so... And so, because they're feared throughout the generations, they have had people who have suffered the consequences of the of the oppressors, and so they have been either killed or they've dis- disappeared mm-hmm. or, or whatever. And there was a heroine in this anime series that said, "You know, regardless of whatever happens, I want to get us to a place where we're able to." Be amongst those, be amongst those who have those privileges, those rights. Mm-hmm. You know, be amongst the, the privileged. And one of the things that 
you know, regardless of what had happened, what happened in the moment, she would she would say that regardless of what's going on or what you deal with personally, it's it's not about you. It's about the next generation. Mm-hmm. And so what happens to you, what happens to you if you want to progress, even though we are oppressed and even though we have been, you know, you know, things have happened to us, we can't lose sight of the goal. And so even so what we don't want to do is be so enraged that we tell our kids that we never want to be around them. Mm-hmm. We never want to deal with them because they're evil or mm-hmm. whatever. And so one of the things that the things messages they try to get off is passing a message, passing a, a thing of like a uh, of uh, uh, generational responsibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, generational responsibility. And, and that's kind of one of what kind of what I see now um with us. And of course, art imitates life. And I th- and I think that this kind of mirrors the situation that we're in is that there's a delicate balance in, in even existence anime. There's a delicate balance where you have to say we need to get here. But then at the same time, you have to say, (laughs) That's what I was going going to say. Because politics, whether we like it or not, it influences so many aspects of our lives. And I feel like if with this political climate, I want to be responsible. I want to say to our... Being responsible, yes. I want to say to our child... You know, I mommy doesn't lean left or right. Mommy looks at the issues of the day and where mommy is in life and thinking about her great responsibility to society. And that's how mommy makes these choices. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm right. fine with that. I'm confident in who I am. I'm confident in, in who you are. I just think it's so interesting and it's kind of scary as a parent because everyone doesn't see it that way. Right. And with this awakening, with this rising of temperatures, with this rising of beliefs, not even just MAGA, because in response, MAGA is in response to... It's response to Barack Obama. No, it's it's response to Barack Obama, but even when Barack Obama got into office, there was a lot that was happening when he got into office that led to MAGA, and there's a lot just happening in response to MAGA. Right. And and so there's from both sides. We just can't say that it's just one side or the other. From both sides, there's a lot of just like rifling up and a lot of like hmm happening you know people are just becoming big not big chested people are just becoming super bold people are just becoming like out like outlandish across the board you know what i'm saying and so i want to raise my child to be responsible i want our kids if you're listening to be socially responsible and to be politically responsible but i also want them to prepare for a world that may not be right and how do you kind of like traverse all of that and how even to us how do we plan to really traverse all of that being in the sixth district knowing that there's two candidates who are really 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 not the same who Mm -hmm. are really different i've read 
um, parts of, I've read parts of both of their platforms and I've read direct quotes from both of them. And these people are really different. I think right now they're tied like 48, 47 or something like that. You know what I'm saying? That tells me that the people who are around us are really different. Are really different. And so are we fully prepared to be in a sixth district post-election when almost 50% of the population is going to be I mean, disappointed? But, I, mean, for, I mean, for me, it's really no different from after Donald Trump won the election. Like, I think this district, it it's going to mirror the feelings, not not the results, but the feelings are going to mirror the presidential election. And that's very interesting because I also think that you may not have had as much interaction around here right after the election as I had because I was still driving to work, which could have been was, was anywhere from 35 minutes to hour 15 minutes each way. And I ran into some people on my way to work that I was like, my goodness, your attitude stinks. And now I see your bumper sticker. And if you are to stop at this light, I will hop on my car and whoop your No, ass. but the difference is, <laughs> but the difference is I work with people that live in the six. I do too. Yeah, but I did. I did at that you, point. You now did I don't. That point, but now but, I work with people who live in DC, and but, they're all like they're all but, yeah. ideologically similar to me. Yeah. Um, not to me, but to each other. I should say. Shout, shout, shout out to Drake in the six because <laughs> this perfectly fits our district, <laughs> and it's pretty funny. It so is. yeah, that's all I really have for this topic of yeah. We want to politics. Yeah. As if it I is. was to say anything for. You know, our offspring or your offspring or whatever is just to to be to be informed and not to and not be short sighted about what's only going to affect you, but to affect not even those that you care about to but to affect the population at large. Yeah, and that's have the, a conscience. Have a conscience. Have a conscience and let that be the thing that drives you your decisions politically. Yeah. And so I mean, and that doesn't mean that you should lean left or right. I think, I think, no matter what side you end up on, you look forward for the you you look to the next generation to protect them in some way, and so and you educate yourself. And you educate I think yourself. that's the biggest thing. You don't necessarily need to lean to the side to say I'm part of this party, that party, I'm part of a third party. So I'm always going to vote this way. I think candidates, even within parties, could be very, very different. So educate yep. yourself on what they stand for and then really consider, don't even try to do it last minute, but you know, in advance, always educate yourself. Always stay engaged and see what they stand for and see how it relates to you, your point in life and what you stand for and just use that to make your best decision. So, yeah. I mean... That's it. I can't sum it up any better than that. So, I mean, that's what we leave you with. We leave you this. <laughs>